When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Taking you inside the Tasmanian tennis community. Welcome to Tassie Talk. Welcome to Tassie Talk. Great to have your company. On this episode, we meet Stephen Dance, who has recently returned home after claiming his second consecutive ITF Masters World Team Championship crown. And volunteers, I think many clubs and associations can attest to how hard it has become to attract them. Well, we're going to meet a gentleman who absolutely loves his role at the Harvard International. We'll find out more on this episode of Tassie Talk, part of the First Serve Podcasts. Well, our first guest on this episode of Tassie Talk, well, he's uh, had quite the couple of years on the world team circuit for tennis, having uh, taken out the ITF Masters World Team Championship, not only last year, but this year as well. He's back home in Tassie. He's been a very popular man in the media, and we're very pleased to have him with us. Uh, congratulations, and welcome, Stephen Dance. How are you doing? I'm going well. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for inviting me on the show. Terrific to have you. And this weather that we're experiencing down here in Tasmania, uh, it makes me think that perhaps it might have been very similar uh, in some way, if the weather was good, in Florida and uh, and this year in Mallorca. Of course, the two venues over the last two years where you've had a lot of success. Yes. No, it was, uh, it was quite a bit hotter, actually. There was uh, Most of the time it was uh, 30, 30 degrees and above. So, yeah, it was... Uh, Pretty, pretty tiresome on court, that's for sure. And look, we must say a big uh, congratulations, of course, taking out the World Team Championship in New Yorker, as we said, for the uh, 65 uh, and over division. Now, how does this victory compare to, to last year's title over there in, in Florida in the US? You know, to, to actually, it's very difficult to win these uh, world titles, so to actually do it for the second consecutive year, it was a, it was a thrill for us all, and... Uh, you know, our, our main man, uh, our number one in the team, Glenn Busby, he's, he currently is the world number one. So it's uh, great to have a guy like him on our Absolutely. team, of course. How much preparation and how much training goes into an event such as this, Stephen? Well, and just um, relate to Glenn, for example. He's, uh, he's very uh, disciplined in what he does and he spends a lot of time training on the court and uh, he shares his programs with us and we we try to do it in each state that we uh reside in so uh there's a lot of lot of preparation going into it before we actually head over once the team's announced and once we're there there's the uh pre and post uh sort of drills that he puts us through and uh it's a good preparation for for the tournament when it starts now, you've recently turned 68 years of age. How much work, and you talk about the heat factor, particularly over there in, in Mallorca, how much work do you have to do and do you do off the court to ensure that you're, uh, you're, you're, you're physically able to be able to, and mentally be able to cope, not only with the conditions, but of course uh, playing against the, the best players in the world in your age? Yes, a lot of, lot of aerobic conditioning happening, you know, on a weekly basis, um, Generally, there's something happening every day, and uh, so I guess you could say uh, 
two hour two hours a day basically uh, to get you ready for such an event. Right. It's great to have a sport that allows you a sport that you love that you can continue to play throughout your life. Um, how, how important is is tennis for you? And and I guess let's go back a little bit. How how did you actually get started in the sport? Because and, and what got you involved? Because you're still playing today and obviously thriving and and, and playing super tennis. I started, uh, I was in the country town of Signet down here in southern Tasmania and uh, they had a great tennis community down there which encouraged uh, a lot of junior participation and uh, that's that's how it all started and uh, had a lot of tennis during those days, during the junior days and then of course work comes along and uh, you sort of go away from tennis quite a bit when you're, when you're going through the working phase. But uh, now that that's sort of come to an end, uh, I started playing again, you know, sort of competitively in 2014, my first seniors tournament. And uh, so I've been been into it since then. Fantastic. And, and I spoke with uh, Max Byrne from up in uh, Launceston, who's just turned uh, 90, still playing tennis competitively as well. And I mean, how, how wonderful is it to be able to, as I said a little earlier, to be still playing the sport that you love and being able to play competitively um, and it gets to take you to international places as well to, to be able to play this sport. Yeah, well, Max is a fantastic example of how good tennis is in that regard and Max has played a lot of international tennis as well uh, through the years and uh, he's still still going well, Max. Yes, it's fantastic. And, and you know, the seniors is... It's a great way to see different countries as well. The the ITF calendar has tournaments all around the world. You know, every week there's at least six or seven tournaments somewhere and and you can plan a, a nice sort of uh, circuit, if you like, uh, around the world, including the tennis. And, and it's just fantastic, yeah. That's amazing. So it wouldn't be cheap, I would imagine. I mean, you've got to get overseas. You've got to stay over there as well. You've got to eat. You've got to drink. Do you get any financial support being part of this Australian uh, team in, in, in this instance, heading over there to the World Team Championships, or is it you've got to fund it yourself? No, no. We have we had quite a bit of assistance from Tennis Australia and the local state associations as well. Great. Um, there's, there's various types of assistance for each country. For example, the US and French federations, they fully fund their senior teams. We're partly funded, uh, so we're somewhere in between. And there's other countries, of course, that uh, get very little assistance from their associations. So uh, we're very privileged to have Tennis Australia on board and supporting that whole seniors tennis which I think is a great thing in terms of the whole promotion of the game. You know, once you reach the senior level, there's, um, there's not only uh, children, but uh, children of your children and getting them out there on court and introducing them to the game, it's a fantastic thing to do. Indeed, absolutely. Now, uh, you're not going to have to travel too far. Indeed, you're only going to have to really go up uh, go up the highway, I guess. But the Australian Seniors Championships are coming up in, in Hobart in January after the Hobart International. How excited are you about the, the prospect of being able to play in uh, in your home city? Yes, it's uh, it's going to be a great event, and you know it's, uh, it hasn't been in Hobart since 2014, so we're all looking forward to that. Uh, we have a whole whole group of guys and uh, women that are planning to put the teams in. There's a teams week in the first week, so 
Tassie will be well represented in that first week and then the individuals events after that. So it's going to be a fantastic thing, not only for tennis, but uh, for, for Hobart in general in terms of the economy. There'll be well over a thousand people here during that week and the following week. Yeah, well, it's a, I'm glad you raised that because I was doing a little bit of research on it and it's quite extraordinary the number of people that are actually going to be coming down here to not only play but visit, spend money, hopefully travel at the beautiful time of the year. It is genuinely a, a very big event for for Hobart and, and for Tasmania uh, overall as well. I, I guess you, you'd be looking forward to probably having a little bit of a home court advantage, do you think? Is that going to help you a little bit, Stephen? Yeah, we're hoping that's the case, yes. We are only discussing that yesterday when we were trying at the domain that uh, we need to work out a little bit of a strategy of uh, where we play in the team's event <laughs> to, get a, to get a little bit of an advantage there. And it'd be great to have, you know, guys like Glenn Busby, who's yes. the current number one I mentioned before, and there's uh, also uh, a woman called Ross Belatus from Canberra who won the world world title in New Yorker as well. So to have those, those sort of players here for the event, it's just going to be great for the community and it'll be good to see those players in action my word it will be sort of on the back of uh, the Hobart International as we said and and you also pointed out that the, a number of suburban tennis clubs that are actually going to play host to the Australian Seniors Championship as well it's uh, that's fantastic for uh, for those clubs and, and all their members and volunteers yes well uh, there'll be a lot of clubs involved particularly in the teams weekend in the first part of the individual week as well. But, uh, yeah, as far away as Sigmund, my old, uh, my old club, there'll be people down there playing during the team's event for sure. Absolutely fantastic. So uh, what's the plan for you over the next uh, couple of months leading up to that? No doubt you'll probably go and check out a little bit of the, the Hobart International as well. But did you go and uh, watch some of the big tournaments over the, the summer of tennis here in Australia? Unfortunately, this year, the, our national championships, which are in Hobart, as we mentioned, uh, that's on at the same stage as the Australian Open this year, so um, there won't be much uh, watching at the Australian Open this year. But uh, yes, you know uh, we'll be we'll be busy training the next few months and getting ready for our teams event in January. Fantastic. Well, Stephen, it's been uh, a pleasure to talk to you. You're a terrific ambassador for for tennis here in Tasmania, and, and a huge congratulations on taking out the ITF Masters World Team Championship. Uh, for the second consecutive year as well, and uh, I know there'll be plenty of people and plenty of hometown support for you when you hit the courts at the Australian Seniors Championships uh, in January. Thanks very much for being a guest with us here on uh, Tassie Talk. Thanks very much, Rick. It's a pleasure. Well, we all know in the world of sport that uh, attracting volunteers to whether it be a club, uh, an organisation or an event is becoming increasingly difficult. But our next guest has been a volunteer at the Hobart International Tennis Tournament for close to 15 years and we want to know what he loves about it. So it's a great pleasure to welcome to the program Ian Morgan. Ian, welcome. Good to talk to you. Thank you very much, Rick. And look, I'll say on behalf of the Hobart International, thank you for what you do because without volunteers, events, and I know it's a cliche, but events just do not happen. But what attracted you to to become an, a volunteer at this event? Well, I guess I had a little bit of an interest in tennis, and I'm not a player, and I have you know no skills in in that sort of sense. But um, it's a, a a sport that I've watched on TV. Um, there is a, a tournament here. I've been to the Australian Open. In fact, I've actually been to Wimbledon once, wow. probably about 45 years ago. So um, so I knew a little bit about it, and they just 
I think I saw it advertised as they wanted some people to come along and help, and I thought that's something I could do. I was retired. I had time on my hands. Um, so off I went. Wimbledon. I'll get on to that shortly, uh, what that was like. <laughs> but so almost 15 years later, you, you obviously love being involved with the event. I mean, I've done a variety of jobs there, and I've worked in hospitality and court services. And uh, Well, I guess it's, it, it's, you know, it's a feature of um, Hobart Summer, so that's one aspect of it. Um, the second aspect of it, I suppose, is that you actually get to see you know, um, top-line players, and I really mean top-line players. Now, it may not be the number one in the world, but many of them are aspiring to be and getting that way. And even though you're working, at the same time, you're actually enjoying the tennis and you can see what's going on. So so it sort of has a dual benefit. You're actually giving something, but also getting something in return. Absolutely, you do. And and I think as well, with the, it's a good point you raise in terms of uh, it, it is really a big hallmark of, of summer in, in Tasmania and in particular in Hobart. But do you enjoy being, from, obviously you said you, you don't come from a tennis playing background, but the camaraderie that you must form, you must form some, some great friendships as well with, with other volunteers that have, have uh, also been in a similar position to you, provided uh, a lot of years as well. It must be a great, great team environment for you. Well, I guess, I mean, I'm not exactly sure how many people do it, but probably in excess of 50. And yeah, there's, there's almost like a catch-up every um, 12 months because a lot of similar faces uh, come back and are doing the same thing. So yeah, there's a lot of enjoyment in actually what you're doing, um, um, as well as, as I said, the, the tennis side of it too. You have a bit of a sense as well as, as well of probably, you know, you're promoting tennis by volunteering, um, you're promoting Hobart, and you're probably promoting Tasmania at the same time through what is, I think, a, a pretty sophisticated sort of tournament these days. Indeed. And look, it, and the other thing, particularly in the summer, with it is one of the more picturesque tennis venues and has been described that way by a number of players, not only in Australia, but indeed on the on the tennis calendar. Well, it's sensational, isn't it? It's absolutely sensational. And one of, one of the roles I've had amongst many over many years is in hospitality, and you end up you know serving people in corporate boxes, which sounds very sophisticated, and well, it's sort of sophisticated, I suppose, but those corporate boxes sit up there and have this most magnificent view over the court, but then right down the river. And, I mean, that's very hard to, 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 um, to match anywhere in the world. And then add to that, of course, is that, that it's, such a, it's a small venue, and so therefore you're very close to players. Now, sometimes you feel almost as though you can sort of, you know, not quite touch them, but but it's really close. And I mean, I've been to the Australian Open a couple of times and paid a lot of money in Rod Laver Arena, even in the bottom tier. But it's nothing like sitting in the side of um, sitting at the side of the court up in in Hobart, where it, it is, you know, you're seeing the players almost, you know, as I said, almost as though you can touch them. It's sensational. My word, and uh, when you talk about those corporate boxes and you've got those cruise ships rolling in uh, up the Derwent River as well, uh, there's no better place to be. Totally. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> I have heard players and players that I've spoken to who've described the venue as uh, right up there amongst, um, you know, probably just behind uh, the backdrop of Monte Carlo when they play, uh, play there uh, each year as well. So, I mean, it is absolutely wonderful. What would your advice be to, to people that, you may not have volunteered, but you know what, what are the benefits of volunteering? Because as I said in, in, at the top of this interview, there, a lot of associations, a lot of events, a lot of sports are struggling to attract volunteers. What would you say to those people to try and you know, get more people involved? 
I guess, first of all, if you've got time on your hand, and I know we're all fairly time poor in lots of ways, but if you've got time on your hands, uh, volunteering is an event like um, the, the Tasmania or the Hope International is, um, it's really good because it's just a set period of time. It's not as though you're committed to it sort of week in, week out. And so if you're someone like me that likes to go away and come back, you know, you don't have to worry about that commitment. Whereas uh, with the the tennis tournament here, you can actually set that week aside. Um, You know it's going to be a fun time. You're going to see lots of people. You're going to see some great tennis. Um, And you feel as though you're contributing to, as I said earlier, sport and promoting the state. And and, uh, so you get that out of it, but you also don't have to have this um, commitment um, weekly, monthly, or, or whatever the case may be. On top of that, there are a variety of different roles. I mean, it can be, you know, you, you can give the whole week, you can give a couple of days. I mean, I tend to just put the week aside and, and immerse myself in it. But, you know, you can be a driver, or you can be work on the courts. I've done that with court services. You can work in hospitality, you can work on the gates, you can be, a, you know, there are a whole host of different things that you can do depending upon your skills or your physical um, capabilities. I mean, there's a host of things. Um, so, I mean, I'd recommend people to, to do it. I mean, you, you see players, um, you meet other people, um, you feel as though you're contributing, um, and you have a fun time at the same time. Uh, well said, Ian. Uh, well said. Looking forward to Hobart International 2024? Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I mean, I'd put my hand up again if they still have me. <laughs> I'm sure they will <laughs> with your uh, experience and and. Years of service already, uh, that uh, that would be a no-brainer, I am sure. I was just going to say, but there's one other thing I suppose that, that, that I would like to say, and that is that the tournament itself has become so much more sophisticated, so much more professional over that those 15 years. And I'm not saying in the early days it wasn't, I suppose. It was. It worked within the, the confines of its um, financial capacity, but certainly in the last three or four years I've noticed it's really ramped up. It's becoming very sophisticated. You know, the expectations, you know, on how people operate have become higher and higher and not daunting by any means, but that in itself too makes it a you know, really enjoyable environment in which to work. Oh, we can't wait for it. And um, you talk about some of the, the, the players that have gone on to, to some great things. We only got to look back to uh, Sophia Kennan when she won the Hobart International a few years ago. Yeah. She then won the Australian Open in 2020. So it, it can be yeah. the, the start of some amazing careers as well. And we've got Sloane Stevens coming down in January. So it's going to be a, a fantastic tournament. Hey, uh, just finally, tell us about your experience in Wimbledon um, those years ago. Oh. That would have been magnificent. Did you? Did you partake of some uh, great strawberries back then as well? <laughs> Look, it's, it's it's almost fifty years ago, <laughs> and you know I, I was a backpacking young person at the time, and and uh, I, all I remember is that you'd stand outside Centre Court, you know, in the middle of the afternoon, waiting for the for the rich and famous to come out and give you their ticket, mm. so you could go in and have a couple of hours at the end of the day. So that's what I remember distinctly about it. Um, but it was just an experience. Uh, it's one of those things you, you, you tick off the list. Magnificent. Uh, well done. Uh, Ian Morgan, well done to you. Thank you for all that you do for uh, vo- not only your, the Hobart International, but uh, volunteering in general. It's been uh, fantastic to have a chat with you. And, and I know I'll be down there in January and uh, look forward to seeing you in whatever role or roles you may be uh, fulfilling at the Hobart International 2024. No problems. Good on you. Thanks very much to Ian Morgan. The First Serve is your home of tennis at thefirstserve.com.au. Log on to find out all the details of our live radio show, other podcasts, read weekly features by our team of writers, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.